Hey there, my name is Erin Deal, and I'm a half-Southern, half-Midwestern mama, some call this voice a nasal twang, who took $5,000 to build and scale a one-of-a-kind experiential organization that improves the lives of corporate professionals through personal development, humanity, and humor. Along the way, I've built client relationships with some of the most notable companies in the country, all while attracting a rock star team of experts and hilarious facilitators. Sounds pretty awesome, right? Well, what I didn't tell you is that my resume also includes a long list of comedy shows I bombed, improv teams I didn't make, companies who told me no, and many a heartache when it came to becoming a mother. I want to show you the real deal of the grit, creativity, and determination it takes to overcome your disappointments, embrace the suck, and design the career you could only dream about. I believe we all have our own unique gifts that we bring to the world, and it is our mistakes that help to unwrap them. Welcome to Failed It. Hey, Failed It fam. Before we get into today's episode, I want to leave a review from our Failed It fam member of the week. This week's Failed It fam member is I am a Smurf. First of all, let's be friends. I am a Smurf. Second, thank you for this review. You wrote... Really interesting and helpful. A range of guests with interesting perspectives each week always keeps it interesting and enlightening. I am a Smurf. I am your biggest fan. Send me an email at info at learntoimproveit.com. We are going to hook you up with one of 10 of our Improve You e-learning courses. You can choose from any 10 options on a specific soft skill you want to learn, like leadership, how to have confidence in change, how to be a better presenter. So you get to pick. Send us this email. We'll hook you up. Make it all happen. Thank you so much for leaving us this review and failed it, fam. Please, if you could, from the bottom of our hearts, leave us a review on iTunes. It is so helpful. What it does is it just shares the gift of failure with the world and brings more people to us. It's really the only way we can measure and track success on iTunes. So if you could help us by doing that, we're going to share our thanks by sending you an Improve You e-learning course. We'll be reading a review and sending one reviewer an e-learning course every week moving forward for the next couple of months. So Info at learntoimproveit.com. I am a Smurf. Send me an email. We'll send you your improve you. Failed it, fam. We love you. We thank you for listening. Truly, it is a joy to spread these fails with you every week. And let's get to failing it, shall we? Welcome to Failed It, the podcast that reminds you, you have to fail in order to improve. I'm Erin Deal, the founder of Improve It and your host, and today, I am thrilled to have my new friend, Megan Lujan, to Failed It. Welcome, Megan. Hi, guys. Oh, my God. Thanks, Erin. Oh, thank you. I'm, oh, my God. This is going to be a journey for all of us. I'm, I found you on the internet, LinkedIn to be exact, and um, you are just such a multi-passionate, you know, faceted woman. I have so many questions for you. I know our Failed It fam is going to love hearing your story. Uh, so to get us started, let me just start off by reading the success that you have had 
over your career. So Megan is a strategist, a storyteller, and a leader on a mission to motivate and inspire others. Her journey has taken her from high risk in foster care to high potential in the boardroom of Toshiba America Business Solutions. And her tenacity has earned her a nomination for the 2019 and 2020 Women in Business Award from the Orange County Business Journal, as well as recognition as a 2016 Young Influencer and 2019 Woman of Influence by the Kanata Report. With nearly Two decades of industry experience, she's developed a dynamic background in executive management, marketing and sales, and business development that is highly technical with domain expertise in imaging, print, document, and content management. She shares her expertise with crowds across the world at major industry events, workshops, vendor seminars, webinars, and more. Now, never forgetting the journey that made her who she is today, she is passionate about inspiring and encouraging people from all walks of life to feel comfortable in their own skin and pursue their passions, which is why she regularly dedicates her time and expertise both on stage and off to assist and speak out for causes associated with foster care, domestic violence, and youth development. <sighs> Megan. Welcome to Failed It. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Erin. That is, that's a, a pretty crisp marketing bio. I appreciate that intro. Girl, yes. I mean, I feel like you're, I'm an, I'm announcing you for a, like a Saturday Night Live or something. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, what a story. I cannot wait to dive in. And I know I mentioned this, how you and I met. I just want to share with what we call our Failed It family. Um, you and I met so many years ago, and it's just been this really great, long-lasting relationship. And again, I digress because it really was through the power of LinkedIn that I found you. And it's such a powerful platform that you have used, I believe, to really catapult your career and develop a personal brand. So what I find so interesting about you is that you are a powerhouse in the corporate space, but you have also found a way to become an entrepreneur and build a personal brand at the same time. How did this happen? Please tell us. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll first say that if you're an entrepreneur, you're always going to be an entrepreneur. Um, I've had the, the blessing and the opportunity to work for Toshiba as an entrepreneur for the last eight years, but that entrepreneur blood is still within inside of me. And so um, I, I feel that especially in today's environment, in this gig-based worker environment, we as, as professionals get the opportunity to show up more full spectrum. We're no longer categorical about what we do. So, you know, as, as the years went on in my corporate career with Toshiba, I started to realize that there are other parts um, that I'm really curious about in, in the digital landscape, you know, as, as a digital leader. And I wanted to be able to share my knowledge and, and turn into this more thought leadership approach with my digital community. And as you've seen over, over the last year, I've really doubled down on that um, and, and just tried to grow my digital community and create a culture of learning and growing with one another. And, and that's where the whole personal branding journey came for, for me. Oh, my gosh. You are fascinating. This is so cool. I think you're right. If you're an entrepreneur, you're always an entrepreneur. But you've had that. You, you're an intrapreneur at Toshiba, which I love. And you've been there since 2013, right? So have, was creating this personal brand 
something that you had in mind when you first started working there or what really was the catapult to starting your to creating this digital community that you mentioned great question i'll say that we all have personal brands regardless whether or not you think you have one or not you already do it's your digital footprint you just may not have been intentional on the creation or the curation of that digital footprint but you have a personal brand and it's simply because you have a reputation a brand is what you are known for it's a feeling that an individual receives when they hear your name when they see a picture of you and so that by default already exists with every person who comes in contact with you in the old world physically right in pre covid or now even on a digital space and so um i never really started my intention of building a personal brand i just maintain my professional reputation i took care of my customers i took care of my internal customers my stakeholders and i just try to do really good things for my business and over you know the series of a few years with with those awards that you mentioned i kept getting recognized and people kept asking me how are you showing up digitally and how are you doing doing these things while also simultaneously navigating being a corporate employee and having a marketing function at a very large organization um and and that's where really my passion just kind of came to life it's it's teaching people that you can also explain yourself in more of a full spectrum way instead of categorical and really unlock your potential to show up as your full self and and that's just really what i've become passionate about in 2020 oh my god i love this so much because you're absolutely right whether you think it or not you have a personal brand. I mean, that is so true. Even if you're, you know, you have your Instagram account set to private and you're just posting pictures of your dog and your children, like you are still creating a personal brand for yourself and the people who you interact with on any type of social platform. I love this. My, my, girl, this is juicy stuff. Some juicy chicken nuggets <laughs> are happening today. Okay. So you going back to that mention you said about those awards, I mean, women in business and 2019 women of influence. And when I look at these titles, I'm like, yes, my, yes. What makes you the most proud of this recognition? Uh, ooh, that's a great question. Um, you know, what makes me the most proud is probably the way that I failed at it <laughs> to begin mm -hmm. with. You know, I, I go back to my main mantra in life, which is the definition of who you are on paper does not determine your path forward. You can be anything that you want to be in this world. Uh, you just have to believe in yourself and you need to chart your own course. And I will tell you that I'm I'm a testament and I'm a living proof of that because as you started off, I, I was a foster kid. I was a runaway. I am a high school dropout. I was likely the least likely to succeed when I was a kid. Not because I was a bad kid, Aaron, but because quite literally, I didn't have parental figures in my life. I didn't have a home that was stable. And I experienced everything that we see on those videos of the black trash bags and the white gloves and being removed from your family. And um, quite frankly, I am, I am most proud of the fact that I'm on the other side of that. And I did not let the definition of who I was in those foster kid case files become who I was supposed to be. I'm not on drugs. I'm not homeless. I'm not a, a failure or, or incarcerated. And all the stats that they tried to say that I was going to be, I rebuked them. And I determined my path forward based off of a vision 
Um, and, and I've worked really hard my entire life to, to, to get to where I'm at. And now's my opportunity to help other people. So I'm most proud of the fact that I can be a beacon of hope for people who think that they can't make it any farther or that they can't reinvent themselves. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I did it with no pedigree, with zero privilege, with every deficit and lack thereof that you could possibly imagine at 14 years old as a runaway on my own. So I believe that you can do it too. Mm. Megan, I'm about to cry. This is, I mean, truly the adversity you've had to overcome, the you know, the, so the lack of parental guidance, which I think is huge, right? Like you didn't have this in front of you. Who were some of your, your people, your role models or people you looked up to, to aspire to be like? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to spin it any, uh, you know, pretty way. I, I don't really have one. I mean, I'm yeah. a, I'm a woman in tech. There's not a lot of women in tech that I could look to that was trailblazing to where I wanted to be. So what I chose to do was take every single cycle as a learning opportunity and to look at the people that I interacted with on a daily basis and determine, do I like their values as a person? Can I learn something from them? Is there a part of what they're teaching me that aligns with where I want to be? And are they the definition of where I want to be in my life as, as a success? And quite frankly, I just, I didn't look to aspire to be, you know, anybody big um, that, that, you know, we would see up on magazine covers or anything like that. I, I was just trying to go from surviving to thriving in life. And so for me, it was just focusing on how, how do I pay my rent? How do I take care of myself and my little brother? And, and how do I just do this thing called life without somebody explaining it to me? I mean, my God, Aaron, I think back to some of my earlier things that I failed at. You know, I bought my first home at 20 years old because wow. I was in sales and I had 51 employees that reported to me. And when I bought my first home, I didn't really understand the escrow process of how to get insurance and how to quote three different vendors and to make sure that, you know, your insurance wasn't five times X what you needed it to be. Because if you roll that in your mortgage, your mortgage with escrow gets a heck of a lot more, right? Yeah. Like I didn't even have a budget or know that I needed to have a budget. And I bought my home like months before the first mortgage collapse. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things I failed at. There's a lot of things in life that I just didn't know how to do because I didn't have a parental figure. But, you know, Here's the thing I always remember. If you get knocked down, you would better get back up because I will tell you something. You do not belong on the ground. I've had to pick myself up more times than I could possibly count and become my own best friend and moving forward because it hurts. You just got to get back up and you got to move forward. Girl, I need a church organ interlude right here. <laughs> Taking us to, this is so Amazing. You are an inspiration. And I know, you know, this, the fact that you said a moment ago, you said, you know, I'm using this as an opportunity to serve others. That is absolutely, I think, what has, you know, propelled you forward and, and gotten you to where you are. I want to keep on this subject because it is so interesting. You mentioned you had a brother. Um, is there a specific story within this, when you were growing up and in that foster care system, or even as you were climbing into, because you said high school dropout, right? You said high school yep. dropout. So is there a specific story or a, a moment that was all, your aha moment where you realized, I'm going to get out of this and do better? Was there a specific aha moment for you? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> So I, ca I call these in the world of marketing a moment of impact, an MOI, right? And now I know what those things are now that I've been in this corporate marketing world. We're always searching for these moments of impacts. And, and we all have them in our life. And I would say COVID is a very similar one. We have a pre-COVID life and we have a 
current COVID life, right? Things that we did before and things that we're doing now, they are life events. And so one of the times, Aaron, when I was in foster care, there there's five siblings in my family. We all have various uh, fathers or share similar mothers. So it's, it's quite literally a very interesting, you know, <laughs> family structure here. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm in foster care. My older brother is aging out of the system. My sister's in process of getting adopted. I have another, uh, I'm my little brother who's in there with me and, um, he's going to go home to his dad. And so the group's homes are filling up because it's, you know, it's towards the holidays. Um, and there wasn't a place for me and my sister to go for Christmas. So my social workers reached out to my grandparents. My grandparents lived in Orange County, California, and they were excited to hear from from us. They were excited to meet their grandchildren at a at an older age, and they offered to take us for the Christmas holiday. And I flew into the John Wayne Airport here in Orange County, California, not to give it away a little bit, but that's where I currently live is in Orange County, California. And I was I was mesmerized, quite frankly, Aaron. I saw things that I I was just absolutely taken away from. It was breathtaking. I mean, coming into Orange County, you see the ocean, you see these huge buildings, you land, you get out of the airplane, and it, it quite literally to of you know a twelve year old at the time was like I was in Hollywood, right? This this little blip of California. I remember going to South Coast Plaza and there was a rainforest cafe. And in this rainforest cafe, you know, it's a, it's an immersive experience. You know, it's got the sounds, it's got the smells, it's got the lights. And it really makes you feel like you're in this like Disneyland rainforest type uh, experience. And as I'm sitting there, you know, all senses firing and I'm seeing this new vision for where my life could be. Like my ceiling had busted open, right? And now I have a little bit more room in my life and a vision of who I could be. I see businesswomen walking around and they're walking around fiercely with conviction, with briefcases, like they knew where they were going. They knew who they were and they meant business. That moment created a vision in my soul and this little blue flame turned on and it was whoosh. It just immediately in my mind, I knew that if I worked really hard, if I tried to understand who they were or where they came from or the knowledge that they had, I could be that better person. So you fast forward a couple years and I'm still in foster care and I'm still doing the yo-yo back and forth with my mom. My sister officially gets adopted out. My older brother's officially aged out of the system. It's now just me and my, my little brother at the time. And I think we go home to my mom for a few months and then here comes the ban again and the, you know, the trash bags and the white gloves and we get taken to a new group home that we've never been to before and we go through the same process again. I think I'm now entering into my first month or two of freshman year. Mm -hmm. And you want to talk about just my spirit was worn. I was exhausted. I was so tired because having grown up the way that I did. I was already trained on how to be a mother, how to take care of my siblings, how to do the lunches, how to make sure that the homework was done. Like I observed, I figured out how to do those things. I helped my mom when she was in and out of her um, abusive relationships. And I, I got to be honest, going back to your original question, I just got really pissed off and fed up. I was so tired of these adults telling me that my life should be this or I need to go through this process when all the while I just felt like I could do it better on my own. Now, I'm not an advocate for running away, but my situation was not a very good one. And the lifestyle that I had at a young age wasn't very good. I also looked at the community that I was in and I realized that there were very few paths. It was you're going to complete high school or you'll be a high school dropout. You're going to do a lot of drugs. You're going to probably get pregnant very young. You're going to go on the welfare system. You probably have kids from multiple fathers, etc. And frankly, I didn't want to be a part of it. I needed to break the chain. And so 
I don't know what came over me, but it was one night in the middle of the night. I literally just woke up from the bunk bed at this new group home. And my little brother was up on the top and I just, I grabbed him. I grabbed my backpack. I scooped him up over my shoulders and I just left in the middle of the night as a runaway. And we just did life on our own. And that's, that, that was my moment of impact. I saw something that I could be. And I was like, I'm going to do that and be that person. And I ran towards it. Oh my girl. Okay. I got to take a moment here. This is, thank you for sharing that story first and foremost. And the MOI is something I will never forget from this conversation. I'm (laughs) sure everybody listening is going to remember the MOI. What? Man, I am just thrilled to have this opportunity to chat with you and thrilled that you share this with the world. I mean, you took me to the Rainforest Cafe. I saw these business women in their heels and power suits and briefcases. And I I could see those wheels spinning for you. And you have gone after what you want. You have shown up with conviction and confidence online on speaking to you. You have so much conviction and confidence and it's inspiring to so many women out there. So and men probably too. We're going to say men too, but <laughs> women especially are listening to this saying, yes, girl, I'm just, oh, that is some success story right there. It's a failure journey to get to where you are. Overachiever, perfectionist, career-minded, focused. Ah, did those words resonate with you? It's Erin, your recovering perfectionist turned pale fluencer here, and I want to give a shout out to all my type A leaders out there who are failing it left and right in this quote unquote new normal. Ew. Those words are gross, but they are unfortunately true. So that's why myself and team have decided to celebrate F words at work. That's right. We at Improve It are throwing a F word party. That's F is in Frank. And we can bring that party to you and your team. Now, our newest virtual offering, F Words at Work, is a virtual keynote delivered by yours truly. You need a way to engage 50 plus or even hundreds of your team members via Zoom. Our one hour F Words at Work keynote will do just that. Now, unlike our workshops where we are in and out of breakout rooms, this keynote is a way to appeal to the masses. I don't want you to worry because it is still uber interactive and the F words may not be what you think. So with the notion that failure plus the frequency of failure equals the fundamentals of success, I'll take you and all of the other recovering perfectionists of your organization on a virtual journey filled with laughs, learning, and levity. Reach out to us at learntoimproveit.com on our contact us page to learn more. And I cannot wait to drop some F-bombs with you. You now, okay, so you've been at Toshiba since 2013. I saw from LinkedIn, you do have a couple of other positions before you got to Toshiba, but you've spent the bulk of the past seven years there. And let me ask you this, as you've gotten to this amazing place, you've won these accolades, has there been anything along your career path that has really stuck out to you 
that has been a learning moment or what we like to call, as you know, improve it. We do professional development using improv comedy. We say there are no mistakes on stage, that there are only gifts. So I'm calling your failures a gift. That's how we look at them here on the Failed It podcast is what happens along the way is a gift and a lesson. So in your corporate career at Toshiba, is there any gift that has really helped you shape you into this powerhouse woman that you are? Yeah, I I would say um, the failed part of my earlier years as a child taught me that closed mouths don't get fed. So naturally, I became a really good communicator. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I, I became a salesperson. And that's really where my career started. And I will tell you, I was petrified to talk in front of people. I didn't know how to communicate with people. I hid who I was and where I came from because that is never a good icebreaker conversation um, to have with anybody else. But quite frankly, I, I had to figure out how to communicate because I didn't I didn't have any other path forward. And what I will tell you is I, I don't have degrees right now that make me um, you know qualified for the job that I currently have. I'm capable of communicating and understanding people and the the failure of growing up without all of that type of, you know, you know, framework and, you know, guidance is that number one, I had to get resourceful. I'd be really creative. That turned me into solution solver, not a, a problem creator. Right. Um, and then I had to communicate about it. So the things that I failed at, I learned to communicate better. And that turned me into a marketing technology speaker where I've been on stage talking to thousands of people about products and tech and all this fun stuff. And you know what, honestly, a couple years ago, Aaron, I was like, I do this for Toshiba. I've just never felt comfortable in my own skin, call it imposter syndrome or whatever you want to call it, you know, fear that people would hold it against me and all of these different things. I never told my personal story, right? And people kept saying, look, you're really good at communicating, you know, you should go and you should be a speaker. And I always kept saying, I'm really comfortable talking about Toshiba, our products, our branding, because that's what I love. And just this past year and a half, I've started talking about my story. And it's, it's fed me in ways I never thought possible because I have found my people, people who have also struggled, people who are also looking for hope and people who are also looking to be unlocked in a new way to help other people. Mm. Oh my God, Megan, this is, uh, first of all, when you said closed mouths, don't get fed. I mean, the quotes that these are tweets, okay? These are literal <laughs> tweets that I'm taking from this conversation. I'm like, ah, yes. And you said that this has fed you because you're serving a new population of people and helping people in a way that you never thought possible just by sharing this. And this is literally what this podcast is all about, is being vulnerable. I, I um, spent my life's work in at Improve It trying to get people to take off their hypothetical masks at work, right? Yeah. And it's funny because 2020, we're like, put that mask on, keep it on, keep it on, keep it on. Um, But we're talking about the hypothetical mask that we all wear where we carry this shield, this armor that we can't be real humans at work. And I think that what 2020 and what even this conversation is sparking and, and for, you know, many listeners listening can hopefully relate to this is that, man, just being your authentic Self, showing up, sharing a story that people can learn from, not look at, learn from me is so powerful. And I'm, I'm thrilled you're sharing this. I mean, I think they, like you said, just showing up and communicating 
so powerful. Being a, being open to being saying yes, my seat at this table is here, and if there is not a seat for me, I will bring a folding chair. Is how we get to where we are, and I feel like this has been a wonderful journey for you in terms of self. I mean, you know who you are, but sharing that self discovery with the world is awesome. Gosh, I'm so grateful you're having this conversation with me. I really am. I think so many people listening can hear this story and motivate them in so many different ways, whether it's your own imposter syndrome, as you mentioned. And speaking of, I want to I want to touch on that. I have a question for you about that. So I call myself a fail fluencer, not an influencer, a fail fluencer. <laughs> and just failing it left and right here, right? So I'm a I truly before 2020 was not very present online. And I started dabbling with that a little bit in 2019. But it's a very vulnerable process. You're putting your thoughts, your emotions out there. The only response that you get are either comments or likes. What would you say to somebody listening today who may also consider themselves a failfluencer, whether it be online or in certain areas of their career? And perhaps they have imposter syndrome, they're perfectionist. What would you tell them about failure and letting them know it's okay? There is not one expert in this world or that has ever walked this world who has not failed in the process of becoming that expert. That is where I strongly believe that if you have this feeling of imposter syndrome, that the flip side of that is a growth mindset. The truth is, I fail more times behind the scenes than you will ever see because people are so used to just talking about the wins and the successes versus the trials and tribulations that get you there. My first posts were not cool. My first visuals didn't look appealing. It's a craft. It's something that you have to be passionate about. And that's why I tell people, you first need to figure out who you are, You know what you represent, who you are as a person, the things that you are passionate about, the things that you are curious about. And I want you to speed date those things. Don't speed date people. Get off those apps. Go speed date the things you're curious about. Go down the rabbit holes, chase the sunrise up the next morning and find the things that just light your on fire and that you cannot wait to get your hands back into. Because quite frankly, when you start talking about those things, because you are the expert at a Rubik's Cube or playing chess or gardening, people are going to feel that from you. They're going to feel that attachment, that interest, that excitement, you know? And if for some reason you're out there and you're researching and you feel like you don't know a certain space well enough, like for me, it was branding. I know marketing and I know product and I know corporate branding. But when I went to do my personal brand, I was like, I was like, what does this even mean? Like, how, how do you brand a person? And then I realized personal branding is a story that's always being told. Your authenticity and who you are as a person is your differentiation. If you are copying somebody else or trying to be somebody else in the process, you're missing the entire purpose here. I want to see every part of you as an individual because that's why you're different than the other person out there. And in order to show up as your full self, you're going to need to unravel that stuff. And so... I will say that first is the foundation. Second of all, there are going to be people out there who are insecure in the stuff that they're going through. You know, they're going to lash out. And most of the time when they lash out, I'm going to demand that your emotional intelligence is higher than theirs. Meaning you own your reaction. You don't own the other person's ability to react differently, right? If they're going to come at you in a bad way, you receive that information and you walk away and you give them love. You give them kindness and you give them grace. Because guess what? Maybe something in their world is a little bit more bleak than your world, but they just don't know how to communicate that they need help or they need a friend or they're looking at you and seeing something that they want, but they just don't know how to get it, right? So 
I've turned a lot of conversations around like that in the past. You take your haters into your supporters, right? And you help them unlock certain parts. Um, but most importantly, if you show up as your full self, you're going to find your people and your people are going to be the ones who are going to hit you up in your DMs, who are going to tell you that the impacts that you've made on their life have been monumental in their own. And so Aaron, the things I love are the conversations I have that people don't generally ever see. It's the stuff that hits my DMs. It's the messages that I get in my inbox. It's my community reaching out and saying, you gave me another breath to keep going. You know, when when I was knocked down, I borrowed your belief in me and I got back up because you said I didn't belong there. You know, so I would just tell tell people out there, you know, it's you need to know why you're doing it. And when you have your why locked down, you got to run with full conviction and not let anybody else push you off of that why path. Mm, gosh, I, that is, I mean, it takes some vulnerability to open yourself up, right? And then it does come to a point where you're seeing some, I, I mean, you have you have so many people that are part of your digital community on LinkedIn, right? So I think, with that, oh, I've said this before, a webbed man once said, with great power <laughs> comes great responsibility. And it's amazing that you've taken that outlook on people who may have a more negative approach to something that's posted or said. And I think, man, just really leaning into the why is what I heard you say here too. And that's so important. Oh, and you know your why. And you're 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 showcasing it to the world and teaching us from your gifts. So I think I know this answer, but after learning from these gifts, quote unquote, as we call them on, in, on an improv stage, what would you say is your it? And again, the name of this podcast is Failed It and Improve It is the name of our company. And we say improve your it, whatever your it may be. So what is your it or your life's purpose? To be the author of my own story. You know, each and every single one of us, we are already given the luxury of being the director, the writer, and also the main character of our life. And I want you to be empowered and realize you are already the author. I want you to write a new chapter, a chapter you are happy about, a chapter that you know that you will just like wake up every single morning and chase a sunrise for. Because quite frankly, that's when your life is just going to align in a very different way. When you know your purpose, you know, you know your reasonings out there. And I will also tell you that in this journey of being vulnerable, there's so much empowerment that you are going to gain from it. Like you just heard, you know, the, the awesome bio Aaron gave of me, but I just gave you my reverse bio. I just, I just neutralized every negative thing that somebody could say about me by already owning it. And there's so much power behind that. So I would say to you, you're the author of your own story. The things you've gone through are not black marks, my friend. Those are scars that tell a story of why you are the best and what you're the best at and the lessons that you've learned. That's your clout, your social proof. Get out there and tell the world. Mm. Mm. God, I, I mean, we're just going to tweet every quote that you say on this episode. We don't even <laughs> really use Twitter. I'm just saying that because there's just so many great quotes here. I'm, I'm loving all of this. And, and I want to ask you on this note of failure, what would you do, Megan, if you knew you could not fail? I, I, I can't even process that question because I feel you have to fail. It's a part of life, right? If I knew I couldn't fail, what would I do? 
I would I would be less confined to traditionalism in the way that I I make my income. I would go out and I would create so much more activity around helping people than what I can do as an individual contributor in my own bubble right now because I know that my my volume and velocity is currently hindered on just what I can do as one person, but my vision is so big and so I'm going to figure out how to, how to go out there and reach my people and unlock them in, in whatever means I have available to me. And so what I'll say to you on this one is don't give yourself excuses that you, that you know is an excuse. You know how many people who are corporate professionals who are on this call who don't think that they have a personal brand or who, or who aren't chasing their, their hobbies because you know somebody's given them doubt about it? Well, guess what? Go chase it because I'm doing that. I, I work 16 hours a day for Toshiba and I love what I do, but I also have to feed a different part of my life. And this helps me feed that other part. It helps me maintain my creativity. It helps me get out there and actually help people and, and just keep my heart growing and make my heart smile. So you can do both. You can do anything you want to be. You can do anything you want. I do all the things, as Aaron said. Um, so go out there and do all the things that make you happy. Mm. I know some people receive that. Get out your little notepads and your phone. Write it down. This is good. Megan, we're going to need you to come back for several episodes. (laughs) Okay. What did you fail at today? Oh, God. What did I fail at today? Well, first of all, it's a logical thing. I certainly didn't unmute my mic at one of these Zoom meetings earlier in the day. (laughs) (laughs) I say, I say tasking, you know, like I, I, I do all the things. And so every single day I have a list of priorities of things I need to do, but then, you know, I get a call or, you know, some escalation comes into my corporate land and I, and I don't complete the tasks that I need to do. So what does that do? It burns up my evening hours. So I, I failed at hitting out some of my top priorities on, on the front end of the day, but I'm committed to getting those things done and I've got deadlines. So guess what? I get to do them after my corporate hours. <laughs> That's it, girl. All right. Well, you're doing it. You're doing it. And guess what? We're learning from these fails, right? So this brings me to my final, final question. It's actually around, Megan, surprised. It's called Fail Yeah, okay? And there's a little improv here and a little thinking quickly on your feet. And it's actually so easy. So it's it's really just doing exactly what we're doing. But when I say improv, people just automatically get nervous. There is really, it's just talking. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions and All I ask is that you respond as fast as you can with only one word answers, okay? Okay. So no, you can't fail, but if you say more than one word, I'm going to say, fail, yeah, just like that in a weird, creepy voice. Fail, yeah. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for the fail, yeah, lightning round, Megan? Yes. Here we go. One word to describe your early career. Interesting. One word to describe where you're currently at in your career. Happy. One word to describe your future self. Self Self-actualization. I'm going to give it to you. That is a hyphen and I like it. I'm going to give it to you, even though it was two words. Okay. One word to describe your favorite boss. Funny. One word to describe your least favorite boss. Aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) One word to describe your management style. Whimsical. One word to describe your work from home fashion style. Chic. Oh, nice. And one word to describe this interview. Fluid. Oh, you got 
that. No fail. Yes, sister. That was amazing. <laughs> yes. I'm clapping, 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 golf claps. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, Megan, first of all, thank you so much for coming on here. How can anyone listening find you on all the things? On all the things, guys, I keep my corporate world pretty polished on LinkedIn. And if you want to see the behind the scenes of, of what this woman in technology does, you can hit me up on Instagram. Um, what I would say is get on the mailing list. I'm about to drop my book, um, A Million Little Clicks, Brand Vision, How to Create Your Personal Brand and Have Vision for Your Life. And I can't wait to help you unlock your passion. So jump on the mailing list and stay tuned for when that's released. Oh, my gosh. And we're going to link to that in the show notes. And we are so excited for that. And hopefully we'll, um, can people pre-order the book? That's a question. Yes. If you're on the mailing list, you can. And I'll, pro I'll probably do a sneak peek live reading of a chapter. Yes. Okay. Well, Megan, we are so thrilled to have you. Failed It family, thank you so much for listening. And just remember that the best conversations happen either at Keeping It Real Deal on Instagram, or you can send us an email at info at learn to improve it.com to tell us what you loved about today, what you want more of. Megan, your story is moving, inspirational, and motivational. And I know it will influence so many people out there. So it may even motivate them to become a fail fluencer, if you will, and start creating material for themselves. So I'm so excited you're able to share your gifts with us. Keep shining and shedding that light and know that we here at Improve It and Failed It have your back. Thank you so much, Erin. I really appreciate the opportunity to to meet your community. Uh, thank you guys so much for hearing my heart and getting a little bit of my head in the process. And I look forward to to seeing you guys online. Oh yeah, Megan. Fail yeah, everybody. Fail yeah. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Failed It. I'm so happy you're along for the ride. And if you enjoyed today's show, head on over to iTunes to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Wednesday. I'll see you next week, but want to leave you with this thought. What will you fail at today and how will that help your future successful self? Think about it. I'm proud of you and you are totally failing it. See you next time.